The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. Hello, everybody. My name is Joni Siegel, and this is The Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. And I'm the host. My husband, Steve Siegel, is co-founder and the producer of the podcast. Today's episode is episode number 351. And uh, before I tell you who we're talking to today, just a reminder to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star rating, not because we need acclamation, but because we want people to find us when they search, do a Google search. And when you give us a good rating, it helps us get found. Also, please go to our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Ring the bell if you'd like to get notified of our videos and give our videos a thumbs up again for the same reason. Also, we have been doing this podcast for almost a complete seven years, and we do it really as a passion project for us. And if you would like to contribute to the motion, we do have a Patreon account, and you could make any size donation you'd like to just to help us keep podcasting and broadcasting. So today's episode is um, a little bit... uh, well, a little bit different, I guess you could say. We're talking to a lady named Neely Elon, and Neely is a mother, and she lost her adult son to fentanyl poisoning. And I heard Neely tell her story on stage at an event about drug education, and I wanted to have her come on and tell her story to you. So let's talk to Neely Elon. Neely Elon, thank you so much for joining us today to tell your story. All right. So, first of all, I'm I'm very sorry because I I know what happened to your son, and I'm I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you. But tell us tell us the story. What is his name, by the way? Eden. 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 Okay. Eden. I, and. Tell us his story, like what his childhood was like, what his interests were, and what happened from there. All right. So he was born in California, in Los Angeles, in uh, 1989. And when he was four years old, we moved to Israel. And his childhood was beautiful, very happy child, very active, very popular among his friends. He was very curious guy. He was very um, into life. He was very, very um, adventure, adventurous. And he he knew he wanted to know everything and experience everything. And he was very la- uh, um, animal person and nature person. And when he was six years old. For his birthday, he asked for a dog, and we got him a golden retriever, mm. and Eva, and she became his body throughout mm. his life and her life. And she moved back with us when we moved back in 2005 to the U.S. So she became his partner for life. Is that his is painting behind you? Is that his portrait? My husband painted him. He's he's an artist. My husband. Oh, okay. Beautiful, yeah, he, beautiful boy. Yeah, he he is very beautiful boy, very handsome. And what else can I say about him? He was very um, 
talented with his hands. He could fix anything that anybody gave up on fixing. And he has the magical touch. He would like touch something broken and all of a sudden it started to work again. Wow. So he was very, very talented and very, very open guy. His communication skills were amazing. Everybody loved him. He had a lot of charm and uh, a lot of life in, in him. Yeah. Yes, I can see that. So what happened? How did he get introduced to drugs? Well, when he uh, turned, just before he turned 20, he had a very bad car accident that he severely injured his back, his lower back. And um, we tried all kinds of alternative medication, uh, medicine and, you know, acupuncture and, and massages and nothing helped. So he was put on a very heavy painkiller drugs that slowly, slowly he became addicted to. Yeah. So... Um, do you know what the drug was? Was it, do you know what it was? I don't know, but all kind of drug, they changed okay. drugs on him all the time. And, um, we didn't notice that he started to be addicted. You know, he was here and there asked for, he was complaining about pain all the time. And we tried to do whatever we can, but he, he was dependent on, on the drugs just to release the pain. And, <clears throat> Through the years, we send him to rehab, and um, it did help for a little bit, but the pain was very severe again. So he was seeking for uh, drugs, you know, from yeah. drug dealers. And um, yeah, so the last time that he went and, and got his drugs from his drug dealer, regular drug, it was poisoned, <laughs> sorry, and it was fentanyl. Yeah. It was mixed with fentanyl, fentanyl. and uh, um, that would kill him. It and was. How, and how old was he? He was 29. Okay, and how long ago was that? Four years ago, okay. October 7th. Okay. <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, I, I just, you know, we, we hear these stories of kids being poisoned with fentanyl, not so much similar to your son. Um, we hear about young people who just kind of want to try a Percocet or try a Xanax and then they get the fentanyl and they're poisoned. But your son's story is, is, it's just heartbreaking in so many ways. And and the detective that was handling our case. <coughs> sorry. You okay. Yeah, I'm like <coughs> choking on myself. Um told us that they are dealing uh, between four to five deaths every week only in our area in Clearwater of people that went to buy regular drug from drug dealers and they got fentanyl instead. So it, it's it ten, intentionally, it looks yes. like someone is really trying to, to kill. Yep. It's like a deadly weapon. It, and and right. yeah, young people that go and, and buy weed or I don't know, I don't know what else out there, pills, 
they are not aware of the dangers of buying out in the street because nobody knows what they put into it. Nobody right. knows if it poisoned it or not. Nobody knows where it came from. So um, the guy, the, the detective told us that they're trying their best to stop it, but it became such an epidemic yeah. that they don't know where to start and, and how to stop it. So the only thing that I think is education. It's just warning the youngest since the maybe first grade, I don't know, yeah. not to start, not even to think about drugs because it's a deadly road that nobody can can will know what what it will end yep well i use the analogy i've used it several times on the podcast it's like playing russian roulette with your life okay. do you know what russian roulette is of course, of course. you never know what the the bullet going to be exactly and yeah definitely i know exactly. i know but but now it's more than russian roulette it's yeah. not only one bullet in the gun yeah. It's more than one bullet. It's maybe one bullet. It's not loaded. One empty cartridge, right? Yep. So to take to take the chance of of not hit by that deadly weapon, it's it's close to zero. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So even if even if you are not dead from fentanyl, the, the chances of you going to be dead, it's very high. Yes. Yes. Yep. Sometimes. The hardest thing about getting someone into recovery is getting them to agree to treatment. Bobby Newman, a certified drug counselor with 30 years experience and an over 85% success rate as an interventionist, has created a series of 12 videos that you can use right now to learn every step to get your loved one to agree to treatment. Call 866-989-4499 today and say the word podcast to get a 10% discount or go to newmaninterventions.com and type in the word podcast for a 10% discount. This service comes with a free one-hour consultation with Bobby. We appreciate you listening to the Addiction Podcast Point of No Return. We don't do this podcast because we are former addicts. We don't do this podcast because we have loved ones who have suffered from addiction. We do this podcast because we feel that addiction is one of the biggest problems facing the world today, and that no matter who you are, no matter your religion, no matter your income status, no matter your race, no matter anything about you, addiction affects you. This podcast is a free resource for anybody looking for help with addiction. If you would like to contribute to our podcast, please go to bit.ly slash fight drugs. That's HTTPS colon slash slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash fight drugs and make a donation of whatever amount you would like. Thank you for supporting us. Four to five, you said, every week, you said, here in this area? And that was four years ago. Oh, it's got to be way higher than that now. No, it was four years ago. That's what he said, that every day, every week, 
they visit between four to five families that they found their kid dead at home. That's what happened to us as well. We found him at home. He so he was here when this happened. He was here. He was okay. yeah. Okay. So what else have you learned about fentanyl after this? That it's um, the the many big manufacturer is China. And they compose all the synthetic uh, composite components and yep. they send it to, to Mexico yep. and they push push it through Mexico. They do whatever they need to do with it over there and they push it, they, they smuggle it uh, to the borders, the, to people that came across and then um, it's like the, the most massive uh, smuggling ever the fentanyl right now yep. for Mexico. Yep. It's all over the world, but the U.S. is the highest target that they have right now. That's what I heard from, because I didn't have any clue about fentanyl. I knew about all the other drugs, right? But they told us that it's fentanyl. They wouldn't that's even get close to the room when he was, because they said that even breathing a little bit of fentanyl can be deadly. Yes. So even if somebody, you know, touch it and by accident put it in his mouth, he can die. Yeah. So it's, it's, that's why I feel like it's my mission right now to educate and, and raise awareness for all drugs, but especially for fentanyl. Yeah. I'm volunteering at the Foundation of Drug Free World. And for a few years right now, and I call people, a lot of the communities are involved, a lot of police officers are involved for education, you know, in schools and stuff. But uh, I don't feel it's enough mm. because mm. it's still out there. And still, I'm, I'm part of a, a group called Angel Across America. Yes. And every day I open my laptop, my, my iPad, and every day around 20 or 30 new mothers are become members of this, this group yeah. that's losing their kids. So it's like endless, endless tragedies of families all across America. Yeah. You are listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information on the podcast or to reach out if you have a story you would like to share with us, go to our Facebook page by the same name, or you can email us at theaddictionpodcast at yahoo.com or go to our website, theaddictionpodcast.com. And please remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review. We appreciate you listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. We don't do this podcast because we are former addicts. We don't do this podcast because we have loved ones who have suffered from addiction. We do this podcast because we feel that addiction is one of the biggest problems facing the world today, and that no matter who you are, no matter your religion, no matter your income status, no matter your race, no matter anything about you, addiction affects you. This podcast is a free resource for anybody looking for help 
with addiction. If you would like to contribute to our podcast, please go to bit.ly slash fight drugs. That's HTTPS colon slash slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash fight drugs and make a donation of whatever amount you would like. Thank you for supporting us. And, and what we were told was that the dealers in Mexico, they will add the fentanyl, but they're not very careful about how they do it. So one person might get just a tiny bit and it doesn't affect them. And then the next person, such as your son, gets much too large a piece. And that's, that's it. That's the end. So, so what fentanyl does, basically, it shuts all the, the um, respiratory system. So it stops, it numbs it completely so the person can't breathe. Oh. So they're suffocated out of it because everything, all the muscles, everything is like shut down completely. That's the cause of fentanyl. And they use it in very... Um, like end of life, I think. What? Like end of life, we say, like when someone's dying, they use it as a painkiller, right? It's like... And in, in surgeries, yeah, in hospital surgeries, but in very, very mild amount and very monitored, of course. So nobody can be in, injured. But, you know, because it's so cheap, uh, the drug dealers, when they get the fentanyl, they mix it with other other material that they, other drugs that they're selling that cost a lot of money, they put it to increase the, the, the amount so they can benefit more. Yeah. Yeah. And it increases the high. And it's, um, I remember, I remember talking years ago to a former addict and he said that addicts will go and search the dealers that do this because they know they'll get a, a better high. And, you know, they don't really care about the risk when they're addicted. Yeah, definitely. But even addicted people, they don't want to die. No, exactly. And your son didn't want to die. No, no, yeah. definitely not. He has a daughter okay. at the time, too. Now she's six. And just to see that he he missed him being her daddy and she missed him being her daddy. A daddy and he missed being her father and so it's heartbreaking for everyone devastating. devastating yeah devastating you know what what is just a side note on this neely and i this kind of blew my mind i interviewed a young man a couple of weeks ago and he fentanyl was actually his drug of choice and he said that the dealers who actually deal in fentanyl they don't put too much in there because they want they don't want to kill off their customers. So this whole new influx that's coming in from Mexico, those people don't care if if people like your son die. They don't care. But it's it, it I just had to wrap my brain around it because there are people and we've had other people on the podcast who were addicted to fentanyl, which means they took it over and over again. And for whatever reason, they never got whatever amount it is that would kill them. Do you, do you, does that make sense? Yes, of course. When I asked the detective about it, he said 
It was a poisoned fentanyl. It wasn't the pure fentanyl. I see. They put poison in it. It's not a regular fentanyl. It's a I, synthetic. Okay. But, yeah. That um, makes sense. Yeah. Po product that they put inside. It's not the regular one. That's why so many people killed. Even tiny amount of that poisoned fentanyl can kill. I see. I don't think yeah. I understood that fully, but thank, thank you for clarifying that. Do you know, just out of curiosity, what drugs your son was taking at the time? Was he still just doing pain heroin. pills or was he on heroin? He was on heroin. Heroin, okay. Yeah, so he went to buy heroin. Right. And he got this poisoned fentanyl. And do the police have any idea where he got it from? Yes. They took his phone number, uh, his phone, and they saw the correspond, but they couldn't do anything about it because there is no evidence the delivery oh. of the drug. So they knew who who he was. He told they told me which neighborhood he was he was living. Uh, I don't want to to be racist, but he was whatever. Yeah, and um, they know the guy. And but they can't charge him because there is no evidence of uh, changing hands. Right, they have to catch him in the act. Exactly. And then the person that they have to catch him selling it to has to die. I mean, unfortunately, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And and they told us that they know that he keep doing that. Uh huh. So, well, I. Through the years, I called this detective all the time and asked him what's about this guy. Oh, he was arrested, but he was released with a bond because we didn't have any any proof. Wow. Yeah. The murderer walks free. Exactly. And he, kill, he keeps killing. That's yeah. the dead part here. Uh, I'm so, uh, it's just disgusting. Yeah. I appreciate you doing the drug education. You know, we've talked to other parents and I mean, obviously it's only the parents who decide they want to do something about it that come on the podcast and talk to us. But I am sure that there are parents who are so devastated and they have no idea what they can do. And any of those parents, they could reach out to Drug Free World and do what you do, right? Of course, of course. There is a lot of parents that seeking to do something about it because they don't want anybody else to go through the pain and the the, the sorrow and the agony through the years of losing a loved one. Right. It's, it's, you know, and instead of being effect, being caused over it. Yep. And yeah, and, and there is so many groups that deal with it, but the group that is very effective, it's called Foundation for Drug-Free World in Clearwater. And they are seeking for volunteers like, like no, no others. Yep. So anything that you can help, uh, educate, go to school, talk about it uh, in your community, in your churches, uh, uh, just, you know, just be positive over the matter. Just that will give you some comfort. Exactly. Some, yeah. Exactly. And just as a note to any of you listening, if you're thinking, oh, I could do that, you don't have to know everything there is to know about drugs. Drug-Free World has free materials that you can get 
that you can study yourself and that you can give out if you're going to go to a church group or you're going to go to a PTA or you're going to go into a school. Drug Free World will supply you with these materials. We've had a couple different people on the podcast. We've had Giulietta Santagostino that goes around and talks about the truth about drugs. And we also have Michael DeLeon on a couple times. And Michael has been in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of schools with these materials. So it's not that you have to know everything there is to know. Definitely, You're, yeah. yeah. One of the things that we are you know, able to help we have so many groups that comes and we give them all the material. And if they need more, I'm making calls. Do you need more materials? Yes, of course. You know, we we spread it and there is a high demand. Please send us more. So it's definitely needed and wanted out there in the community because this drug problem affects every, every uh, area in the, the community. Every race, every religion, every economic level, there no one is spared from no. addiction. No one. And this fentanyl poisoning is has become such a major pandemic in this country that everybody's affected by it. And even if you don't have someone personally in your family, you need to help take responsibility for this. I agree. You need to look at this beautiful woman on the podcast with me and tell her that you don't want to help. Sorry, you have to take responsibility for this. You just do. I don't care who you are. You're and this so is a way to do it that doesn't cost you any money, costs you a little bit of time, but you can help with this situation. Definitely. I agree with you. Yes. I'm, I'm you know, I have my own pain that I'm carrying with you and it will never, never, never end. I feel the loss every second of my life. And just to think about another family or another mother has to go through that and carry that for the rest of her life. And his two brothers, he has two older brothers that they're heartbroken. After four years, they can't even talk about it. They're yes. so heartbroken that, so it's not just affecting, you know, the, mother or father it's affecting the whole family the whole yeah. everybody that knows him you can talk you can ask about Eden everybody that knows him loved him so much he was like he was an angel his heart was pure like an angel so another angel yeah you know yeah. take because of this stupid yeah. stupid and, and yeah you know, Neely, this is why my husband and I do this podcast. We don't, we don't have addiction in our family, but we don't want another parent to go through what you have. That's why we do this. There's another organization that you might want to reach out to. It's called Lost Voices of Fentanyl. Okay. And they recently had a big protest in Washington, D.C., and the uh, founder of it is a lady named April Babcock, and I will connect you up with her because that's another organization that you might want to reach out to and see if maybe somebody within that organization would want to have these materials and go out and talk about the situation. 
And it's, it's, it's like, I think it's similar to Angels Across America. It's just parent after parent after parent that has lost a child to fentanyl poisoning. So I will provide you with April's information. And um, yeah, another organization. And the more you, I, th- I think, I think you're spot on in that the more organizations you can reach and the more you can get organizations getting these materials, then, you know, it can, it can magnify rather than just you yourself going out and talking about this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that, you know, it, it will, if we all united as parents, as families, as anybody that has anything to do with awareness of drugs, yep. we can make the change. Yep. I agree. Thank you, Neely. Thank you for talking to us today. I know it's a painful subject and I appreciate you sharing your son's story. And I, I cannot tell you how sad I am about your loss. Thank you. I, I totally appreciate that and appreciate what you're doing because by doing that, you give a voice, you give a place for a voice for grieving parents and for hope for other, our other parents. Yes. Agreed. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you very much. Hello. I never know how many of you stay until the very end. I apologize for getting so upset, but she's a mom. She lost her grown son. I have two grown sons. Devastating. Absolutely devastating. And another example of fentanyl poisoning that we've talked about. Not fentanyl overdose, not just some random drug overdose. It's fentanyl poisoning. It's the holidays, um, as you can tell, because I got my, I think this will go up after Halloween, but you can see that I'm prepared for Halloween. Um, but if you have a loved one who uh, needs to get into treatment, don't wait until after the holidays. Do it now. If you yourself need to get into treatment, please do it now. And if you have the resources, and by that I only mean the time and the willingness to help educate people about these drugs, go to drugfreeworld.org and pick up some of their free materials. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a policeman or government official or anybody else to get out there and educate kids about these drugs. So if you can do that, that would be great. We'll be back again next week with another interview. You have been listening to the Addiction Podcast, Point of No Return. For more information, reach out to us on Facebook or go to www.theaddictionpodcast.com. Our email is theaddictionpodcast at yahoo.com.